Welcome to the second episode of the Oliji podcast. Um, today, I'd like to talk about uh, being an entrepreneur and what it actually means for you. And the reason for starting with talking about the individual in this journey is because sometimes the ideas will come and they'll change, but you are the constant, you are the common factor, you are the vehicle, basically, that needs to take whatever the idea is, transform it into the product or service, and implement and build systems that will allow you to service clients and customers. And in so doing, it does require you to start thinking a little bit differently acting a little bit differently and also embracing new um, habits that you may never have had. And one of the most difficult ones that, um, and, and using myself as the perspective here, what has been quite difficult is embracing the pedantic requirement for administration and keeping up to date with all of your paperwork. But let's just pause that for a moment and I'll come back to it a little bit later because I do want to focus on the you, the I, in all of this. When you start your own business, when you are it, when you are the one that's now setting the course, it can be quite daunting, it can be quite scary, and it actually does bring up all of the insecurities that you have, because in a lot of ways, you may be a subject matter expert in a particular thing, especially if you are starting a business in a technical skill or, or that you have. So that will be the easy part, the doing of the thing, the delivery of the service, whatever that service or the making of the product, if that's your skill. But everything else that needs to support you to be able to service a client base may not be your natural space somebody else could find that they're quite a natural in sales. And so selling the product at the end is quite easy for them. But everything else in the beginning, in the cycle of getting the product out is quite difficult. And so they have to navigate that uncertainty, the unknowing, and in a lot of ways, embrace again the feeling of being a student all over again. If school for you and learning were always difficult and unpleasant things, that means that there's going to be certain blockages that you shall have to navigate as you have to unlearn and let go of the previous experience of what learning was all about and embrace a new attitude towards learning because being self-employed is really a learning experience each and every day, if not each and every moment. You need to learn how to self-manage You need to learn how to manage your service providers and suppliers. And if you are in a fortunate enough position to even have employees of your own, those you need to learn how to manage. And if you can't get structured in some ways, in your own way and in your own being, it makes it extremely difficult for you to build a business that is going to be sustainable, a business that you can build that becomes independent of you, because that is also quite critical, and also to be able to consistently supply and service your customers in a way that meets their needs 
and exceeds their expectations such that you build a loyal client base. Important, important pillars of having a sustainable business and all of those we will cover in later episodes, uh, each one of them. Back to you again. You need to embrace reading. Learn to read. Read, read and read again. There isn't information that you need which is not out there. But what you will find is that you will find multiple versions of the truth. And so it's important that you develop a mind that is able to synthesize, take in all of the knowledge until you find the part that's right for you. There's nothing that is not out there. Technology for me, the beauty of it is that it has made it made information easily accessible to anyone who wishes to have it. You don't need a laptop just with the simple smartphone, you will be able to find all kinds of information out there. But secondly, start buying books that talk about the entrepreneurial journey, that talk about establishing organizations, that talk about sustainability, because that's exactly the space you are now in. When the CEO of, of, of Apple stands up there and speaks about Apple, that is you in your enterprise. And it's important that we start embracing the breadth of the role of being the leader and the head of your own enterprise, because it even shifts the way you think about the thing that you are doing. So you as an individual need to be working on yourself as much as you are working on building this business of yours for it to be sustainable. Because sustainability comes with you being able to understand what do you have to do, whether you like it, like it or not, Likes or dislikes don't feature in when you have to do certain things in order for you to get to the path where you start being able to pick and choose what you do because you now have the financial muscle to be able to outsource either by hiring people some of the tasks that you don't like. The first thing for me, and I will relate it to me because I've been on this journey now uh, in building Olinji and its subsidiaries, was having to be a little bit more conscious about keeping records. It's the dullest and most um, a, a, a painful thing. And yet at the end of the day, if you look at any formal business engagement, one of the first things they want to see is your financial records. Where do those financial records come from? It's from all of those invoices, those slips, all of that information which you need to be keeping and keeping track of in order to be able to account for how you are, are, are investing and in building your business so that you get your product out. Very important because sometimes we lose sight of the two parts that need to come together. You have an idea or you have a product, you have a service. You need to be investing in it because you need to be uh, building a reputation either through marketing, advertising. You need to be going out to speak to clients. You are driving your car to go there. You need to be calling people. You are using a phone. All of those form part of your business expenses. But if you're not going to be tracking them, it means that at the end of the day, you're going to be looking back and not able to actually count how much it has cost you to sell that product or service. So this, this administration really is the foundation but it goes a very long way to making sure that at the end of the day, when you say you have a profitable business, you really do have a profitable business. And it's not that other expenses or costs of setting up your business 
have been paid in other areas and you actually have no idea what it took. You're sitting and thinking and writing. That is a cost. All of those things are important for you to be able to build the, 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 the story of how you moved from just having an idea to the point where you now are servicing clients and for you to be able to move on and continue to service those clients and repeat. Because the difference between uh, just a, a, a hobby versus becoming a business is the fact that you're able to repeat your steps that your outcomes start being a little bit more predictable and that your client base is able to find you. There's predictability about how they can access you or the product or the service that you are offering. Many, 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 a frustrated client has left the best hairdresser they had, not because the, the quality of the service was bad, but because there was just no predictability. Sometimes you find them, sometimes you don't. Sometimes they have everything you need and other times they don't. Other times they get back to you, sometimes they don't. So when you don't have that predictability, it's why as an artisan, as a, as a small business, as your own, uh, you, as, as a single business that's not part of a chain or anything like that, you have added pressure because you need to make sure that if your client found you in a particular way, they found your product in a particular way, it's up to you to make sure that there's that consistency in the supply. And that is what will build the sustainability in your business. So taking care of the administration that is required to ensure that what you say you're going to deliver, you deliver on time, or even if it's not on time, but you keep constant communication that people know with certainty where you are at any particular point in time in your delivery. So I'd like to read something from um, a book I read a few years ago. It's called The Lean Startup by Eric Ries. Um, and it's actually received very good reviews for people who are starting up. And even though it has its bent is more towards tech startups, it's applicable across the board. But in his uh, in chapter one, he talks about entrepreneurial management and it, it, and it says building a startup is an exercise in institutional building. Thus, it necessarily involves management. This often comes as a surprise to aspiring entrepreneurs because their associations with these two words are so diametrically opposed. Entrepreneurs are rightly wary of implementing traditional management practices early on in a startup, afraid that they will invite bureaucracy or stifle uh, creativity. As a result, many entrepreneurs take a just-do-it attitude, avoiding all forms of management, process and discipline. Unfortunately, this approach leads to chaos more often than it does to success. And so that is so crucial because you don't want to find yourself now being caught up in trying to untangle the mess that has been created only because you did not take the time in the beginning to slow down enough to start as you are working, put in the structures, put in the disciplines that you need. As a tip, what I do is that uh, I've dedicated Mondays for my planning and admin days. So I try every Monday not to have me meetings, but to sit and work through all of the of the papers that I have generated during the week, uh, account for what I've done 
And even if it's not in any strictly structured way, but set out the plan for the rest of the week, what needs to be done, who needs to be called, you know, and diarize it um, very loosely using my phone as well so that I keep track of what it is that I need to do. If you're not tracking what you need to do, it's going to be very difficult for you to then look back and see what you have achieved. And so putting in using the technology and the tools that you have at your at in the in the palm of your hand, which is your phone, to start structuring your business is what is going to be so important and it will pay dividends in the end. And so it's so important that we take a step back and understand that what you are doing is not a pleasant thing. It really isn't. But if you put the system in place in the beginning, that on a particular day, you review all your papers, you take your little book, you write down every payment you've made, you write down every uh, uh, contact you've made as well, and, and, and book the follow-ups because that is so crucial. That will then allow you to start having a framework which shows you this is how you build the business behind the product or the service. Because the product or the service that you provide cannot stand in isolation. There needs to be a foundation on which it sits, which enables it to be supported. And more importantly, which allows you to grow your business in such a way that it becomes independent of you and is able to function whether you are there or not. That is when you move from being a, a, being their business to having a business. Why is that distinction important? It's important because that's how you start having a life. So why is it important for you to not be the business? Forget everything you hear about people saying, I'm the brand and everything else. There's a business behind that. That allows you to start taking a step back and then start building the institution that is your business. That institution is where you then start gaining traction and success when you don't have to be working on it 24 hours a day. But even if you are thinking about it 24 hours a day, but with proper systems inbuilt, other people are then able to start taking over different tasks. But if you have put the processes in place, those tasks get done the way you would do them if you were the one that was carrying them out. And that starts building the sustainability. So do not underestimate how important it is for you to take the time to think about how your business will work. How will uh, inquiries move? How will products be dispatched? All of that you need to think about and document in order for you to be able to not be the bottleneck where nothing moves without you. Because that can be the burden. That can be the killer. That can be the thing that kills your business more than you not having clients, but because of the absolute weight of responsibility on one person and that one person being you. Whereas the beauty of starting your own business, and I think it's something that we all need to embrace, is the opportunity to be an employer, to build and provide incomes and help other people provide incomes for their families. And the only way you get to do that in a sustainable way is if you, as the owner of the business, is able to clearly 
document how you want your business to work, what must go where to whom and when, so that when you hand over the blueprint or the playbook to somebody else, they are able to carry it out exactly as you would and, and go forward. An example of this is franchising. McDonald's, Nando's, all of them, the franchises, are successful as, as corporate entities because of the franchising model, which has allowed them to, to scale. And the only way they could scale through franchising was to have a playbook that they can give to each and every person who comes into their system and be able to say, this is how we run our business. And that's how you grow. Now, I'm not saying that you're going to be franchising your business. However, it's the very same principles which say that for this business to grow, there needs to be pro proper record keeping, proper documentation, proper administration, not bureaucracy, proper administration. So that when a new person comes in, they know how to run with things. We recently had that challenge um, with Olinchi. And, and one of our products we've developed in that we've got to bring on board a social media uh, uh, manager. Now, the problem becomes you need to generate content for social media. It needs to be quality checked to make sure that it represents your brand, your business, before you send out the tweets, if you're going to be tweeting, put it on Instagram, um, um, whatever other social media platform you're going to be using. Now... We've hired the person who's going to manage social media, but we did not develop the process about how is content going to move. Is, is there going to be an article written from which the person is going to then pick out um, the, 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 the 240 characters for Twitter, you know, the, the, the pictures for Instagram, or what is going to happen? Now, you then have someone who's ready to start running in, the, in their area of expertise, but they keep need to coming back to me to ask me, is it okay if I write this? Is, and so there's no autonomy. There's no way that you can scale that. And again, who becomes the bottleneck? I do, because it all has to come back to me. So we had to put that on the back bench and say, stop. Everything must stop. And we then start from the beginning. Let us put down how will we get our content out into social media? Who's going to write? When does it come to me? From me, where does it go to? How does the go ahead to then tweet happen? Because if you don't put that in place, you're going to have chaos, as uh, Eric points out here. And the chaos compounds, right? Because chaos is like that. Is that once it starts being chaotic and you continue uh, plugging in the gaps instead of putting in a proper system in place. It just becomes worse and worse until one day you just have an explosion. And so it is critical and it's important and as boring as it can be and as time consuming as it is, planning and documenting processes upfront is the key to you being able to move your business forward. So I sing a song for the hustlers trading at the bus stop Single mom